I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 548 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, January 21st, 2024. My name is Chris. I am joined by the usual band of misfits today. I guess to keep things entertaining, we'll start first with Mr. Anthony Bachman. I'm tired. Why are we awake? Because it's our nature to suffer. That sounds right. Mm. And also, we are joined today by one Willie D. Nelson. I am here and I am awake. He sounds very awake and he is staring quite fixated at his webcam without even blinking up oh, there's a blink oh, i didn't know i wasn't supposed to blink that wasn't I, part of that I, I, I was wondering when you would blink that's all oh i wasn't trying not to blink it was just mm. i didn't need to i see we do have some folks now i'm thinking about it we do have some folks in the chat room this morning we have a good friend naki who's on the twitch side of the house and then ernesto with my fave tech is on the youtube side of the house as we get started this morning so thank you for joining us for this latest installment of your wacky weekend morning show that is the all things good and nerdy podcast oh shoot it is it is, it willie, is. willie are you freezing still we were talking about a little bit in pre-show did it warm up any for you no no for, for those unaware, Willie and I live on the East Coast, and we're in the midst of a cold snap that'll go away tomorrow, basically. But where I live, it is like 14 degrees out right now, and I think Willie said it's like, what, 30 where you oh, are right now? It says it's 27 currently. But it's sunny. I mean, the sun melts the ice if your roads are icy, so you got that going for you. Then you get black. I said, yeah, then it just freezes, when it freezes. and it's more dangerous. <laughs> I guess the question is, is it's supposed to get cold enough to refreeze overnight. I don't know. Is it 36 uh, yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been staying above freezing lately the last couple of days for us because it keeps snowing off and on still. Yeah, we we've had snow off and on. And then I think by Wednesday, it's supposed to be 52 in rain. So now we're going to have flooding as all the snow melts and then the rain comes in. It's going to be great. Thanks, weather. We love you. Oh, yes. And a fun little fact, uh, I, I did notice the last time it rained that the house was leaking a little bit and there uh, there was some uh -oh. shingles out in the yard over that way. You're a renter, um, right? Yeah. That's a landlord problem. Not oh, really yeah. Problem. It, there was already somebody on the roof uh, one morning. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Someone knocking me, get up and get some clothes on. I don't want to answer the door with my dick out, especially with how cold it is. Because then it'll shrivel. Yeah, I was I was afraid we were going that path. And oh, let's not even talk about the balls. God, you know how bad it feels when they just tighten up so stop, like, stop, 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 stop. What? We're less than five minutes into the show. We don't need to talk about that. What ball no. talk? Oh god. This is not ball talk on the All Things Good and Nerdy <laughs> podcast. All right. I'm sorry, all you people who came here to talk about, you know, football, soccer. 
rugby. I'm jealous. Uh, it's 54 degrees with a chance of rain in Arizona. No snow. That sounds perfect. Ooh, I want to be there. I bring that up because yeah, I bring yeah. that up because my fave tech in the chat room had brought that up. And now I'm incredibly jealous. Of course, the trade-off is come summertime, we're not very often in the triple digits. And I assume that they do see the triple digits a fair amount of time. Yeah, he'll be cooking in hell. <laughs> Phoenix is the second hottest place I've been on the planet. You can fry an egg on the concrete. But at least, like, when you're where we are, Chris, that 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 humidity comes in. Yes, as, as someone who went to high school in the Deep South in Montgomery, Alabama, I'm quite familiar Ooh. with the humidity. Of it the gets quite swampy. Yes, and oh. then you just keep sweating, and it's just like rivers of water running off you because nothing's evaporating because it's so humid. Gotta watch out for that mud butt. That's when in high school you'd get done with two a day football and you would literally have to wring out your t shirt that you were wearing under your pads because of all of it. It was gross. I can't sweat no more. I lost eight pounds of water weight in one two a day practice. It was great. Jeez. Ooh. I yeah. mean, unhealthy. That, I mean, but they made you do it down there because of how dangerous the humidity infects where it was before practice you had to weigh in and after practice you had to weigh in. So that during two days, they could make sure no one was going to have a heat stroke out on the field, basically, because they're so dehydrated. I mean, how are you so dehydrated? You go out and you're just swimming through the air because of how humid it is. Drink the air. That'll solve all of your problems. Ooh, that's tasty. It's fresh from the source. Air. <laughs> Fish do. Just breathing. That's how they drink, right? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a biologist. A marine biologist. I my I had to take biology courses in college, but I remember none of them. In fact, I skipped the one day of class that was pertinent to my degree because I wanted to go bowling with my friends. So I went bowling instead <laughs> of going to class. And the one day of class for the entire semester that was pertinent to my to me, I missed. Did you at least get a turkey? Yep. I believe so. Hey, but Naki's doing biology class homework right now, so maybe Naki can answer your questions about fish. Oh. All right. Do fish breathe by just or uh, drink by just breathing? I don't know, but evidently yeah. it's anatomy and physiology homework, so you can do that for her. You're you're very familiar with anatomy, ooh, right? Ooh, I promise. I'll do it. I'll do it. I would never let Willie do my homework. Willie's going to label Everett. No, I can't say that because I just I got mad at Willie. I promise <laughs> that I will fill in every question. There will be not a question unanswered. Will I you, have full of knowledge. Willie, you can't write taint for everything. <laughs> no, well, taint the brain, taint the eyes. <laughs> He'll just keep doing that. It taint wrong writing down taint for everything. Or he says you can't write sphincter for everything. Although that is a fun word to say. Once again, language is a paint. That's why I always go to the gooch. <laughs> but, oh, you can't use taint. Fine, I use gooch. Fuck you. Thank, thank you for that one. Uh, that's going to be this week's episode title. Language is a paint. There we go. Until we get something any better. Someone will think we're deep and metaphorical. And then three minutes into the show, they'll hear Willie talking about his balls. And there they'll promptly turn the podcast off. And then they'll know exactly nah. what the show is about. Well, I wasn't like talking about my phone. <laughs> I was like, you know, in a sex, we're just saying like they, you know, if you answer. Stop, stop, nude, stop, just, stop, oh. stop, 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 stop. 
This is the bit from Seinfeld where the water was cold, Jerry. Oh, I, I know. But we don't need to crib from Seinfeld. Why not? They curbed it from someone else. No, they did. Oh, I mean, kind of Larry David's real life. There is a real life Kramer who is named is actually Kramer. He just took it. Wow. I just need to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm now because I bought like everything when it was on sale for 15 bucks, the entire run of Curb Your Enthusiasm up to this season. So now oh, I so need to watch like it. 15 seasons? Like this yeah. show was on forever, right? It was a pricing mistake on iTunes, I think. Oh, right. and also last time I checked, just in case even one, the actual uh Kramer uh does uh Seinfeld tours in New York from what I've seen. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's weird that it's actually based on somebody and he does kind of act like that. What does he give a tour of? Like here's the soup shop, here's the cafe, yep. here's the yep. apartment. I wow. don't know. I don't I don't know, man. I've only been to like New York once. I drove up no to the Bronx at like 3 a.m. for White Castle. Or it might have been like 12 a.m. I don't remember. But it was like, you know, that's Chris. about it. That's the time. Oh, wait. There was that time I did drive through Manhattan yeah. Island. By no actually. soup for Willie. And that's problematic because this is ideal soup weather right now. <gasps> it is soup weather. Oh, what, I, kind of, I, hey, what kind of soup? Well, last night I had a uh, Italian sausage carrot and kale soup that was really good with couscous in it. It was quite delicious that I made. Kale in a soup is delicious, by the way, for those that are playing around with learning new recipes and stuff like that. I wasn't sure about it, but kale in soup, pretty tasty. For flavor or texture? Yes. All right. I thought that would probably be the answer. If you, it, But when you cook it down, it becomes much less, takes up less volume, for lack of a better term. So you can kind of go a little overboard with the kale. And as it cooks down, it kind of becomes not congealed but just kind of shrinks down into smaller pieces because it's not all fluffed out anymore it's really good though and kale's good for you as kale do yeah kale's good Is for it? you yeah just because it's green you know what else is green mountain, mountain dew, dew. Must be good for you too well that's more of a yellow the can is green but the soda yeah. itself is yellow a radiated piss hulk yellow slightly green no it's yellow it's a yellow green i put yellow first yellow. It's a yellow green. Yellow. I'm sorry. Willie. Did, it, it, Willie hold on. I know you went to school. No, 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 no. You, you hold on. I actually went some college for graphic design, <laughs> color theory, and shit. Tell me how you know more than me about it. Hey, Willie, what's the knock? What's the most well-known knockoff of Mountain Dew called? Uh, are you talking about the uh, the mountain? Well, I mean, it's local. I mean, my place, like with Mountain Roar. No, it's called Mellow Yellow. I mean that the pep people, the other alternative that was sold for many times that was literally put on the shelves next to Mountain Dew because it was the Mountain Dew substitute was Mellow Yellow. Yeah, Why was it called Mellow Yellow? Mellow Yellow because it's yellow. Because it's yellow. Because yes, <laughs> that product's yellow. But it's we're so not talking about, about Mellow Yellow. We're talking about the dew from the mountains, baby. And it was a ripoff of Mountain Dew made to look and taste like Mountain Dew, and they, they called it Mellow Yellow. So product. what does it that tell you? Taste like it, and it's not. Yellow, yes, it does. No, it doesn't completely. How come I'm not sitting here drinking mellow yellow than Mountain Dew? Because it's a it lost flavor, <laughs> it's a different fucking flavor. I have drinking, I have drunken, I have ingested mellow yellow. I'm the most mellow motherfucker you will ever goddamn see on this podcast. God damn it, yes, not very, true. very mellow right now because we dared to disparaged the precious mountain dew 
Because that's not Mellow Yellow. That's Mountain Dew, God damn it. Sorry. Sure. Uh, are we done with Yellow Soda Talk? I hope not. Uh, almost. I, I want to win, so I've got something uh, queued up so that I can win. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right here. From <laughs> the Google search using oh, their AI shit. tool. Some Mountain Dews are yellow, some are red, some are blue. Notice what color it doesn't say. Wait, first question asked, is Mountain Dew yellow or green? Yellow dye 5 is one of the most commonly used food add additives. The chemical name of yellow dye 5 is what is tartazine. Tartazine is what gives Mountain Dew its yellow color. I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case with my victory. How can I do this without... He rests his case right on your forehead. No, no, no. Don't take it there. I just want to win. I won. Oh, we so we're going back to ball talk? <laughs> Thank you. you. Look what you did. You gave him an out. Ball talk. You gave him an out. I did not want him to have an out. Now I'm One very story upset. story that everyone probably already knows, the horses in Red Dead Redemption 2's balls actually shrink in the colder weather. <laughs> ball talk. That's a fact, Jack. <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. You could thank Bachman here. You know why? You know what the game's called? I win. <laughs> no, I win. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome to the news of the week. It is that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds the most interesting, geeky, and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the past week or so and share with you fine folks who are watching live or watching slash listening at a later date. I will take mine first because it could take a bit of time and we'll know how to compensate as needed from how much time I take. Wow, I completely botched that transition. Sorry, everyone. Wow. All really this... sound like a winner up there, don't you? You got it, dude. Well, I won the argument. I just got distracted with all of the uh, attempts to transition away from my victory. Even when you win, do you really feel like you won against me? Yeah, because it makes you sad you that I won. Dirty. No, I don't feel dirty. Any victory is a good victory when I get a victory over you because it upsets you when I win. You see, Bachman, he only thinks he won because in my head, I won. Yes, because Mountain Dew's so green. Reality is whatever I make it. Thanks, Neo. <laughs> oh, is that what he, he's the one that said it? God damn, I knew I took it from somewhere. I didn't know it was no, Neo. he's not the one that's that said it. I was just but he is the one. Wait, wait, yes. no, the no, the Oracle said he wasn't the one, but he really was the but one. But he is the what one. The fuck was the point of that then? She told she told one. him he wasn't the one because that's what he needed to hear at that point in time. No, she didn't tell him he wasn't the one. She told him that knowing the path and walking the path were two different things. He then implied and took it on himself to say, so I'm not the one. And she went, eh. She didn't actually tell him shit. Time, I would be so pissed <laughs> if I was Neo at that point in time. Because I would have been like, listen, I didn't even know there was a fucking path till I was dragged, ripped <laughs> out. And then said, hey, you're the one. And I was like, what's the one? I guess I got to go down the path of the one. And now you're telling me you can't go down it if you know it. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'd be so pissed at the Oracle. Like, just give me a straight goddamn answer in this computer fucking world. 
Yeah, but did he end up being the one and doing what he needed to do? Yes. So everything she said worked perfectly. But was it fun? The first movie? Fuck yeah. For us, yeah. For us. Yeah, it it was definitely fun. Sorry, Chris. Not for Neo. His life kind of (laughs) sucked. A little bit. So let's get into my news story here about things that don't suck. Is I don't know if you guys were aware, but Microsoft did their Developer Direct 2024 conference earlier this week where we got some release dates and some background and some trailers and teasers for some upcoming games one of which i'm quite excited about others i am not quite as excited but i know other people are but i'll probably give them a try because hey it's xbox everything comes to game pass for the lack for the most part you're not paying extra for it why not try it that's right i'm gonna save the one i'm most excited for for last to talk about because we'll go a little bit more in depth on that but Let's go through what we did learn from Xbox Developer Direct 2024. Uh, Sasuna Saga Hellblade 2 finally got a release date. It was one of the first games announced with the Series X over four years ago. Holy crap, it's been four years since we had the Series X and PS5 reveals. (laughs) The game will be releasing May 21st, 2024. They released a new trailer for the game, and it looks pretty gorgeous. I'm excited to play it. Complex motion capture, brutal combat, new enhanced audio design. Looks like something fun to play. It's part of my Game Pass subscription, so I'm going to give it a try. I like Brutal Combat. But what, Willie? You put it, say it out loud like that. I like Brutal Combat. It just Who seems... else here was a martial arts instructor? Dehumanized. I like Brutal Combat. <laughs> <laughs> I think as an instructor, I think Brutal should not be in your instruction pamphlet. Just saying. I teach how I teach. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about students. They ain't my arm broken. As far as I know, they're all still alive. I'm as good. As far as you know. As far as, as he far knows. As I know. <laughs> Next up, we got some more information on Avowed by Obsidian, including a release window, not a release date, but we know roughly when it'll be coming out. For those that are unaware, Avowed is an RPG from Obsidian Entertainment that takes place in the same universe as the Pillars of Eternity franchise. Obsidian shared some more info in combat, sharing off battles with weapons with like the one-handed wand, dual-wheeled pistols, swords, and an ability called Tanglefoot that stops enemies in their tracks. As you expect in an RPG from the developer of Fallout New Vegas and the Outer Worlds, it's going to include large dialogue trees. So basically, you're going to want to replay multiple times to get all the different potential paths and story points that could go through. We don't have an official release date, but the release window is fall 2024. Now I like it's playing a little tangle foot. You like to trap your enemies in their tracks with magic? Yes. Hmm, yes. Very Avowed looked pretty cool on all the trailers and stuff I've seen of it so far. Again, it's by Obsidian, so I'll give it a try. I like the Outer Worlds. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, their most recent games they've made. And that's out on multiple consoles. Wait, I believe. Is the Outer World their last game they made? I think so. It's their most recent. Shit, did it come out like six years ago? That's like two or three, I think. Oh, it was post pan it was pre-pandemic. Don't tell me that. Uh, Definitely pre-pandemic. I'm trying to find games the release date. Games take a while. Good games take a long while. So it was October 2019 was the Outer Worlds. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why you did that. It felt good, though, in the sound of it. (laughs) It was released for PS4, Windows, and Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch version was released in June 2020. Wait, there's a Switch version? Yes, there is a Switch version. Of of Outer Worlds? Worlds? Yes. How did that run? Probably slowly. 
Holy mm-hmm. shit. I mean, there's a Switch version of a lot of stuff. They made the Hogwarts game for the Switch, which I wouldn't think would work, no. seeing as it was supposed to be PS4, PS5. It was PS4, PS5, and then they delayed the PS4, Xbox One versions for a long time before it came out. So I'm sure there was a lot of a technical sacrifice made to make it work on the older consoles. Dude, like for some games, I'm not sure if this was a streaming game or not for them. I don't think it was. I think it was a straight-up port. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Indeed. So this one surprised me. Uh, Square Enix made a surprise appearance at the developer direct with an update on Visions of Mana. They got a look at the upcoming uh, RPGs, real-time action combat, monster design, rideable mounts in the overworld. This is interesting because it's the first Mana game or the first from the Mana series to release on Xbox. It will also be coming to PC and PlayStation this summer. Wait, they didn't make any of those remakes for the Xbox? I don't believe so. So Visions of Mana will be coming to Xbox, PC, and PlayStation this summer, which is pretty cool. I think I think the last one I played was Secrets of Mana. Yeah, like there's, yeah, there's so many of the Mana games, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think Secrets is the last one I played, but I'm not positive. It was a fun. It was a fun game, though. I remember that. Yeah, I thought it was weird that it was never been on Xbox. Even those remakes that came out not too long ago, like what? Why didn't you just, what, just put them on there? Do you not like extra money? Like what? What? Is there a deal in place probably there could be a deal in place i don't know that's that's one of the things we learned in all of the court cases about the bethesda stuff and things like that is there's a lot of deals that we never know the deals are in place to maintain exclusivity uh two more things to talk about next up aura a history of the untold was showcased it's a strategy game from oxide games it's a team that's made up of many ex-developers of the civilization series oh So the studio gave us a lot of new information, including the fact that you no longer have to wait for your opponents to take their turn to keep playing. Aura History Untold is coming to PC and PC Game Pass this fall. So it will not be coming to consoles, but just to the PC side of the house, which sort of makes sense if you're making a civilization-style game. Yeah, I'm terrible at those games anyway. Yeah, I am too, but I enjoy them. I enjoy them, just not very good at them. And then finally, the one that I was most excited about we got our first look at Machine Games and upcoming Indiana Jones game. The title was officially released. It is entitled Indiana Jones in the Great Circle. It's going to take place mostly from a first-person perspective with an Indiana Jones that is certainly modeled after Harrison Ford, is not voice acted by Harrison Ford, which we'll get into in a little bit, but nobody should really be surprised by that. I remember watching the trailer. I was like, is that harrison ford and they just like altered his voice to make him sound like younger i was like because i saw it the is trailer, no. i was like is, I, 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 yeah. I know now but i was like huh they gave us a look at puzzle solving to open what looks like an ancient temple combat with indy's iconic whip and third person rope swinging action they have been all over the social media showcasing different elements of what you can do in the game to ask what kind of indie are you are you the are you the punching indie? Are you the shooting indie? Are you the antisocial one? He's like hanging from the ceiling on his whip where people can't see him as he sneaks around. The best answer to that has always been I'm the Nazi punching indie, as they show oh, so yeah. punching there, bad guys. Yeah, there's only one question. Can I punch Nazis? That's I mean, if they're in the game. Machine games did reveal the game will shift between second, between third person and first person perspective for environmental traversal and for cutscenes. The trailer gives a really better look at how that works. I was pretty impressed with it. This is a game we first learned about in 2021. So it's kind of fun to get to see something about it now. And remember Indiana Jones games. It's been a while since we've had one come out. 
What was the last Indiana Jones game? Was that on the original Xbox? The Emperor's Tomb, I think it was, or something like that? Which is uh, a fun game, it, but hasn't aged very well. Like the last indie game would have been Lego Indiana Jones on the Xbox 360. Okay, fair. If we're for concerned Lego <laughs> games. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot about that. I loved that one. Yeah, my 360 came with Lego Indiana Jones and Kung Fu Panda, I think, was the dual oh, yeah. disc. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that one very much because, yeah, I played the hell out of Lego Indiana Jones. It was fun as hell. <laughs> so Kotaku has more of a deep dive on Indiana Jones and the Great Circle that I wanted to reference and talk a little bit more about because out of all those games that were announced, Indy's the one I've been most excited for because really enjoy the previous Indiana Jones game on the Xbox that came out that I'm forgetting the name of that I've actually rebought to play via backwards compatibility mode. And while it's not as good as I remember, because you know things have changed, gameplay design has changed a bit, it's still pretty damn fun. Let's talk about the great circle it's a brand new adventure in the franchise not based on any previous films comic book or video game the great circle will start with indy getting involved in a strange mystery after an article excuse me artifact is stolen from the marshall college museum they'll head to the vatican to investigate and eventually discovers another puzzle this being the great circle well what's that according to the debut trailer for the game if you draw a line through some of the oldest and most sacred temples and locations on the globe you get a perfect circle we don't know what that means, but we do know that Indy's mm. going to find out and he's going to punch Nazis along the way. You'll get to go to places such as the pyramids of Egypt, Vatican city, the temples of, oh, I'm going to have a hard time saying this, Sokadai, and much more along the way. He'll meet up with an investigative journalist. Who's also searching for more information on some of these artifacts. I don't know. After three and a half uncharted games, I have to wonder, is he going to Nathan Drake it and destroy every temple he visits? Nathan Drake doesn't destroy the temples. That's the bad guys who are trying to get to him. Has Nathan Drake ever left an undiscovered city that he discovers and it's still standing? Do are, do the ancient Sometimes. civilizations set them <laughs> up to be self-destructing? <laughs> and does he always go in and push the red button? Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, it's a big red button, man. What do you, you gotta know what the big red button does, even though you know what all the previous red buttons do. You got to yeah. press the big, new, red, shiny button. Occasionally, Indy puts stuff in museums. Nathan Drake just blows shit up. It belongs in a museum. Well, he sells <laughs> He's He's for profit. That's true. So who's actually making this game? I kind of touched on it to begin with. We've heard Xbox and Bethesda a lot. It's actually Machine Games. If you are wondering why that studio's name sounds familiar, they have done a lot of the modern Wolfenstein games. This includes the New Order, Old Blood, and New Colossus. They're all first-person shooters set in an alternate universe where the Nazis won. So, you know, they kind of handed off the Indiana Jones title to a studio that's all about killing and punching Nazis, which is something that Indiana Jones does. So it should be a pretty good fit here, as we assume Indy will kill and punch Nazis. That's fitting and good. It's just delightful. No release date at this point in time. Summer 2024 or later is what they guess on the Kotaku article. Who knows? Summer This year? That's what their guess is. Oh, okay. At the moment, their Xbox and Bethesda have promised a 2024 release date, just not when during 2024. So their guess is summer. Who knows? Things slide. I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up being a fall 2024. But the problem they're going to run into then is I don't think they want to do a bunch of their releases at the same time because I believe Avowed was supposed to be fall 2024. So I don't think they want to drop Avowed and Indie like right on top of each other. 
I mean, the only well, yeah, time it's, like, it's going to be remember. a crowded fall because Space Marine Two's been moved to September, and uh, I was checking because the only game I'm actually like ex- super excited for is still Black Myth Wukong, and that's pushed to August twentieth, twenty twenty four. So it's just it's it's going to be a really good fall season for video games this year. Yeah. Uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh. Well, it's not what I was going to say, but uh, yeah. So remember, punching Nazis is good. So if you know of any neo-Nazis in your area, just go knock them out. Who, who's going to yep. be angry at you? The Only other the neo-Nazis? Nazis. Only the You're moms of the Nazis and they failed as parents, so who cares? You're not wrong. Let's get back on topic to the game about punching Nazis and not punching Nazis in real life because we don't want people to go to jail. <laughs> At this point in time, uh, what platforms is it going to be released on? Well, it's an Xbox exclusive, so it should surprise no one. It's coming out on Xbox for PC and Xbox Game Pass. It will also be available on PC for sale on Steam. What well, so basically, yeah. Is it console exclusive or is it exclusive to Xbox? It's console exclusive. Okay, wordy. Remember, Microsoft mm-hmm. treats PC and Xbox as kind of the same thing. But they're not. For Microsoft's purposes, where they're trying to sell Game Pass, they are. Well, Microsoft's pretty fucking stupid in my idea. They hired they they hired Todd Howard. What do I know? You know what I mean? Fair enough. We don't know how much it's going to cost. The guess is somewhere between sixty to seventy bucks. We do know that Harrison Ford's likeness is in it, but he is not the voice actor for Indiana Jones. Does anyone care to make a guess as to who is voice acting Doctor Jones? Well, just like Neo, I know the path, so. It's different than walking it. <laughs> then, then I will let Bachman guess since you know. Who do you think they brought in to voice one Dr. Jones? Hmm. Oh, there's a lot of really talented voice actors out there. Can I give him a hint? You can is give him guy, a hint. Is it the guy that does SpongeBob? No, it's uh, uh, Nathan's brother. I don't know who did the brother. He did a voice. He voiced the Joker at one point in time mm-hmm. in a video. Mark Hamill? No, it is yes, not Mark Hamill. Sure, why not? If that's what you want to answer, sure. Wouldn't that be hilarious, though? Mark Mark Hamill is an older gentleman now. He could do a gravelly Dr. Jones voice. The motherfucker's talented. You know he could do it. But the orc <laughs> is mine, Harley. The bats can have it. <laughs> Who's the voice? The voice is Troy Baker. You know the voice that like the, the voice actor they like to use for almost everything because he's incredibly talented. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. So Troy Baker will be playing the role of Doctor Indiana Jones, or she's Doctor Henry Jones. I was gonna say, yeah, Troy Baker is uh is yeah, Last of Us Daddy, right? Yes. I was like, I thought I remembered that name from something big lately, but I wasn't sure. They one of the things they showcased a lot in the trailer, which I encourage you guys to go and watch, is a lot of different mechanics and using the whip. You'll be able to use it as a weapon, you'll be able to use it as a distraction, you'll be able to use it to traverse the environment. Some of the stuff they've been using it for is to literally hang from a ceiling for stealth sections of the game. It seems like the whip will be heavily involved in this game. Uh, Machine Games has said it's primarily a first person adventure game with some shooting and melee combat. But during certain moments of the game, the camera will pull back to show Indy climbing or swimming, and the cutscenes will use third person. So predominantly a first person view, but with some third person elements in this game. So it's a first person Uncharted. It's yeah, a first pretty much. Person Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, more Uncharted. Though. 
So the question, if we want to get into lore, where does this fit into the Indiana Jones timeline? We did find out the Great Circle is set in 1937, which places it in between the first film, Raiders, and the third film of the franchise, The Last Crusade. So it's somewhere in the original trilogy before the All first, right. excuse me, after the first and before the last, when this takes place. Wait, before we meet a prequel. I'm sorry, what? Was Temple of Doom a prequel to the first one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Temple okay, of Doom. Chronologically, it goes Temple of Doom, Raiders, and then Last Crusade, I believe. Okay. Well, so about it they have the article here has the timeline. The timeline is Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Great Circle, The Last Crusade, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and Dial of Destiny is seemingly the timeline for the Indiana Jones movies slash games. It's weird. Where does the Infernal Machine take place? I don't think it's considered canon anymore. Much like Emperor's Tomb is considered canon. From the N64 days? Neither is the original Xbox one. What about the uh, the old LucasArts from the 90s ones? Those don't count either. Really? Were any of those in the timeline that I just read? I know, but I'm just surprised that they're not. That's all. I just don't know why Chris stopped talking in between Last Crusade and the dial of destiny we're still doing that we're still doing that bit yeah all right fair enough i'll let you have it they do a sequel game they got to bring in the dad though we named the dog indiana junior i just love hearing (gasps) i just love hearing mark hamill there you go he can can play the dad it'll work (laughs) why don't they just if you want to bring mark hamill in why don't you just bring him in to be an original character Oh, like a Kingsman. Sure. Like in the original comic, yes. they were they were kidnapping Mark Hamill, but in the movie, they kidnapped Professor who was played by Mark Hamill. That was I love yes. that little bit. I love that movie. But that was my news was we're getting some information on some of these Xbox exclusives that are coming out. By far the most interesting one to me is Indiana Jones, and probably second up would be Avowed, just because it sounds like it could be a fun, interesting, long RPG, which my backlog's huge enough, so why do I want to play a long RPG? But RPG <laughs> role-playing I, game. I don't think this is gonna be a RPG, technically. There's I mean, role-playing elements. Action adventure. Yes, where you're building skill trees and the like and making story decisions. All right, there's gotta be a that's, fine that's line. It's an RPG, there. is it not? You also do that in Madden with your stats as a player. Is that an RPG? Do or you? Is it a sports uh, uh simulator? Do you? No, I don't. It is not an RPG. <laughs> you also level up your character in the Yakuza series. Guess what? It's not, well, the Like a Dragon is no? an RPG. What? What? That's a turn-based RPG. <laughs> but the other ones are beat-em-ups. Even though you do right. level up your character, it's still a beat-em-up. It's not... I wouldn't, you're really long enough to really, against really the Let me go back to the article from IGN. Avowed is the upcoming RPG from Obsidian okay. Entertainment. Okay, you want to take IGN. You want to be right with IGN, oh. you can have it. Too Fine, much you want- water. The company that says too much water in a Pokemon game. You're right. Fine, Willie. I'll go and bring up all of the information about Avowed and see how many places where it says RPG. Hmm. The About section on the Google search result for it says Avowed is an upcoming action role-playing video game developed by Obsidian Entertainment. Not to, not to <laughs> piss you off. 
and it seems like it's pissing you off. I'm sorry. I meant to do it for the bit, not to actually piss you off. I just want to be right, damn it. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. No, you you can be right with IGN all you want. I don't care. Agree with them. There you go. Uh, also, the headline from PC Gamer, everything we know about Obsidian's next big RPG. What games does Obsidian make? Let's look at their back history. RPGs. I rest my case, Your Honor. I rest um, my case. Now, I would say... I, I rested will. my case. Yeah, but I didn't, so... Uh, you yeah. have rested uh, so your case I'm glad you're done well. with this. I'm not, so you can shut up that you're done with it. I'm just kidding with that. I'll be done with it, too. I, I have don't know rested my case. How I'm rule you, saying, Judge Bachman? How rule you? Ooh, yeah. It's an RPG. Yeah! <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> yeah, so let's listen to... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty Just sure like your names and both of you combined. Suck it, Trebek. Yeah, yeah. So let's, Trebek. yeah I'm pretty sure I play more games than both of you fuckers combined. So I want to hear this shit. So? How does that make you more right or more wrong? Your experience playing video games doesn't change facts. And I'm also pretty sure, like, when I was 12 and playing original Nintendo and you were still, like, four years old or whatever, I got in a lot of game time ahead of you. I'm not sure you've caught up yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Life. I was talking to Naki, not you. Who left a message? Oh, no, you. Not you. You. My life mm -hmm. is a video game. What does that mean? What I treat mean? my life like an RPG as I as I uh, grind and rack up skill points to do things. There you go. Chris is just building up a skill tree. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here treating my life like an amusement park. As Naki puts it, hopefully you're not an NPC. Yes, I'm an NPC in my own video game that is life. <laughs> Nobody wants to be an NPC. Nobody yeah. wants that. Wasn't so that a free guy? Wasn't that? Yeah, I was gonna say it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. That's free guy. Yep, that's free guy. You find out you're the NPC in everybody else's game. That's what I had for my news of the week, though, with some uh, distractions. I'm gonna toss things <laughs> to you, Bachman. What do you got for yours? A uh, little bit of good movie news. Uh, we're getting uh, one of the dynamic duos back together again. Uh, from a Hollywood Reporter article by uh, Boris Kitt on January 18th, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan teaming for secret genre movie exclusive. Uh, so there's not much has actually been revealed yet, but uh, let's see. Secrecy is so tight on the project to be produced by uh, Coogler's Proximity Media that executives had to trek to offices of WME just to read the script. So, like, people are not, like... Like they're keeping this thing like tightly under wraps and locked down. Uh, let's see. A reunion between filmmaker Ryan Coogler and actor Michael B. Jordan for a feature film project has studio and streaming execs buzzing. The untitled project is to be the next movie from Coogler, the filmmaker behind Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Coogler wrote the script and will direct. Jordan, who has frequently worked with the filmmaker, including in the Panther movies, as well as Creed and Fruitville Station, would star. This is the first spec script from Coogler through his production company, Proximity Media. His only other spec was his 2013 breakthrough film, Fruitville Station, which, if I remember correctly, was also the first time him and uh, Michael B. Jordan worked together, which it's an amazing movie. It's really sad because it's based on a true life event. But if you haven't seen it, you should. It's an amazing film. Uh, new, This new one is fully, wait, fully internally developed project based on original idea from Coogler who will serve as the lead producer. 
producing with Kugler are Zinsi Kugler and Sev Ohanian. So I'm guessing one of Kugler's family members. Uh, it says the project is operating under a veil of secrecy that little is known about. In fact, is exy. I had to go to the office to read the script. Uh, meetings for that took place last week. Kugler and team are being methodical. The second step is occurring this week with interested parties meeting with the filmmaker to hear him lay out his vision. A production commitment will be asked. So they're basically looking for, you know, like what streaming service or what, you know, production company is going to help back this. But I mean, yeah, the, the two together have an amazing track record. That says uh, Cougar is one of the most sought after filmmakers of his generation. He reinvented the Rocky franchise with 2015's Creed, which, of course, also starred Michael Great Jordan. Yeah, which, yeah, an amazing film. And I've, I've tried to think. I don't think there's a better spinoff in the history of film. Where you've gotten a character from a franchise, a long standing franchise, and another basically franchise has been born out of it that's done as well monetarily and critically. Because I mean, we've had all sorts of spinoffs, but like the three Creed films coming off of the Rocky franchise is just, it's, I don't know if anybody else has done as well. Hey, uh, uh, sorry for the abruptness, but I have something going on. Uh, cut me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Willie's going to go hang out in the driveway, I think. <laughs> He'll be back at some point, perhaps. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, reinvented the Rocky franchise, Creed 2015, which spanned three films while his Marvel Studios debut. His, of course, his first Marvel movie was Black Panther. Became a cultural touchstone, generating $1.34 billion globally. Earned a Best Picture nomination. And Jordan, who's additionally rep by M88, both starred and directed Creed 3 and is due to tackle his fourth installment. So Jordan's working apparently on the fourth Creed movie, which the third one, now you have that star, you know, co-starred the problematic Jonathan Majors, but was still a really cool film. And it was a, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of amazing to see Michael B. Jordan is a huge anime fan. And he took a lot of inspiration from uh, actual like uh, Japanese cartoon fight sequences for okay. the boxing in the last like fight scene in Creed Three, and so he does something that I've not seen in a boxing movie before. Which by the time Creed Three is coming out, that's kind of impressive because it's it's not easy to do something wholly original these days in a boxing movie. And so, yeah, for something where, like, is Creed 3 the best boxing movie ever? No, of course not. It's the third movie. But as a first-time director, it's one of the best first-time directing films I've seen from an actor stepping into the directing role and continuing a story and not dropping the ball. Like, the story moves forward. The character development's still great. And, yeah, the, the, the fighting sequences themselves are amazing. And, yeah, now we're looking at getting Creed 4 and then... Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler working together again. I mean, yeah, Fruitville Station, Creed 1, freaking Black Panther. When those two guys work together, you get amazing films. Yeah. And yeah, the only thing they've released so far is, yeah, it's genre feature. So uh, how do they put it? Yeah. Uh, a wide-ranging term that encompasses horror and its subsets, as well as thriller, science fiction, even fantasy. Two sources have said there is a period element to the story. Coogler's camp had no comment. I, I, I don't honestly get the, the concept of the term genre because everything is a genre film. Drama is genre, but it's the only thing not considered genre. Whatever. 
but yeah so like it could be sci-fi it might be fantasy it might be period it might be horror who knows but we know an amazing director and a fantastically talented actor getting back together and they like working together and they do great work so we got a damn good movie coming down the pipeline at some point that's going to have those two guys attached to it again so i'm super excited because yeah i love everything that those two have done together like i said fruitville station it's a hard watch because it's a real story of a kid that died uh on the what is it the bart system the mass transit in uh, frisco but it's an amazing film like it's a great film to see at least once it's not a fun one you're going to go watch you know every weekend like i watch cabin in the woods but it is an amazing film and it's worth at least one watch for sure but then yeah black panther you can watch that every tuesday <laughs> that movie kicks ass it, it does you're not wrong and neither was killmonger yeah <laughs> that's what i had question from the chat room naki's asking did you get to watch lord of misrule i have not i have it in my amazon queue but i have not had time to watch it yet <laughs> so yeah, many streaming services yeah I tried, what was it we did? We watched something this week, and now I can't even remember what it was. Oh, we've been trying to catch up on Wheel of Time because, yeah, my I actually canceled my Amazon Prime, so we're about to lose access to that. And Wheel of Time is everything the Lord of the Rings show should have been. So we've been really enjoying. We started watching season two. Oh, and I, yeah, because I've been watching Reacher. That's right. Yeah, I haven't had time nice. for any movies because, yeah, I, I had to catch up on the eight episodes of Reacher, and Reacher season two is just fucking fantastic yeah and like you said i really wanted to like the lord of the Rings show i think a lot of people did i think you know the what the the 42 billion dollars or whatever amazon spent to get the rights and make the show they assumed tons and tons of people wanted to like that show and i think tons of people did and somehow i which i still don't understand they gave us the most boring fantasy story ever like the one elf guy was badass, and well, the yeah, rest it, of the show I couldn't care about. It's Lord of the Rings. The source material is boring fantasy. Ho 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 ho! Shots fired. Chris hates Lord of the Rings. Beep beep beep. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I mean, I'm kind of in the Kevin Smith camp. Like even the fucking trees walk in those films. Like they're just nine hours of walking. But <laughs> there you go. Chris is picking look, a fight with Naki. Look, we've always known the weakness in Chris's nerd game is generally when it comes to the fantasy genre, where I'm just like, uh, nope. <laughs> it, it, I don't, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't, just, yeah. it doesn't click. Lord of the Rings, like, you know, it's kind of a tent pole, but it's also old as shit. And yeah, it involves a bunch of walking and a deus ex machina that ends the story, which that's not good writing. Where I've got my, you know, eight books of the dark tower series tattooed on my fucking arms here. I'll, I'll take Stephen King's fantasy over fucking Tolkien's any day. Roland DeShane is a hell of a lot cooler than fucking hobbits. The man has a gun made out of Excalibur. You can't fuck with that. <laughs> That's right. Naki a two Bachman. And yeah. And now reading uh, the wheel of time series, I got the first book. Cause I can't wait to read that, that, that series, that book is awesome and that first season of the show fucking fantastic everything i thought the lord of the Rings show was going to be and i think everything amazon thought the lord of the Rings show was going to be is the wheel of time show wheel of time show is fucking great and yeah we're like three episodes into the second season but yeah we're about to turn off amazon prime so 
I'll have to catch up on it when it's when the season's completely done. At some point in time. Yep. You turn off one streamer, you turn on another one, you just cycle through them. Just rotate. Keep a list I, on your calendar of when it's time to cancel the next one. Yeah, Easy exactly. peasy. Yeah, yesterday I yesterday my Apple TV Plus ended, and I think I've got what's the twenty first? I think tomorrow my Amazon Prime ends. So then we're gonna be back to just Hulu and Netflix. My and Honor Club ran out too, which I'm kind of bummed about. Honor Club. Ring of Honor. Oh, Ring of Honor. Okay. I picked it up for a month when they had their uh, last pay-per-view, which was just on the Honor Club, which was the main event was Athena and Billy Starks. And I was like, okay, I want to watch the first Ring of Honor women's main event in a pay-per-view. And it was really good. Oh, and I have to say now, like, what are the upsides of Netflix? Because that's the one that Jana pays for. I don't ever have to pay for Max again, because if I just wait long enough, they'll rent everything they own out to Netflix. Right. Because, yeah. The, the title max don't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not worth paying for. Well, we're talking uh, about streamers. That gives me a nice little segue into a news story here while we fill some time to see if Willie's going to make it back. Uh, She-Hulk season two. Tatiana Maslany doesn't seem to think it's going to be happening. She seems to think they spent way too much money for the CGI in season one. Then there's other rumblings from people that supposedly are in the know at Marvel Studios like, and it might happen still, but it doesn't seem likely. So it seems like She-Hulk season one is kind of a one and done thing. Well, and I mean, I hate to say it, but also like She-Hulk's one of those books that's been canceled like five times. It also doesn't true. have a huge audience. Like it's, it's never been a bad character, but even when it was one of the best written characters in comics, it wasn't, it didn't have skyrocketing sales. Like even when Dan Slott turned it into like the funnest strangest lawyer show ever written in comics because like there's a point where she's like a head lawyer for an interdimensional or interdimensional like like a doctor who crazy level of lawyering court systems going on where she's out you know fighting you know court battles and crime and super villains all throughout multiverses and shit it just got strange but it was super entertaining and even then like i don't think she hulk ever cracked like the top 50 in book sales on like previews i may be wrong about that i'm sure it was never top 10 but i don't know if it ever even cracked the top 50 so like it's just it's not a character that has a massive fan base i think it has a small hardcore fan base there are That's some fair. people out there that absolutely love she hulk whenever the book's out savage sea hulk sensational she hulk whoever it is they're reading it but it's not a huge group. And I think I think that's part of the problem. So I think the important thing, though, is they establish the character in the MCU, meaning that yeah. as they've done with She-Hulk, oftentimes when her book gets canceled in real life, it means she can appear in other series. She can yeah. appear in a Hulk series. She could appear, like, I hope she appears at least once in Daredevil. Yeah, you would hope would so. And fun. I mean, the, some of the even, best... She doesn't even have to be She-Hulk in it for all I care. I just want the appearance to happen because it'd be fun. Yeah, she'd just be Jennifer Walters. But yeah. yeah, like some of the best She-Hulk stories have been in the Fantastic Four comics and in the Avengers. I mean, Avengers disassembled. Jen's the one that did some of the disassembling. She literally ripped Vision in half. Like that's what the, I, like that image on that page is still like scarred in my brain. Which who is it? Finch, I think, drew it. Yeah, that Brian Michael Bendis. That, that's a fucked up book. Yeah, when he disassembled the Avengers, he actually disassembled some of them. Like yeah. Vision was torn to parts and Jen's the one that did it. Yeah, some some of the best stories for She-Hulk don't take place in the She-Hulk comics. So yeah, but now she's in the MCU. 
It's, it's weird though, because yeah, we, like, we still can't get a Hulk movie because it's thinking like the lights, the the uh, the licensing rights with was it Paramount or Universal still owns Universal. The Hulk. Yeah, and so Marvel still can't do a freaking Hulk movie. It's like okay, fine, give us a Hulk's movie. Tatiana Maslany shows up in the front scene, waves to us, and then you do a Hulk film with Mark Ruffalo. You just yeah, don't call works. it Hulk. <laughs> like, you know they they gotta they gotta work around this shit. Because I, I want to see more Mark Ruffalo. The Ruffalo is my favorite. Like, I, he's the best. I mean, they set it up so that we're probably going to get more. So we should be good in that regard. Yeah, for sure. And more Hulk is a good thing. Can you see my screen when it's off? You yeah. didn't turn off your camera. I just pulled you out of there. So I saw when you sat down oh. back in the chair. <laughs> oh, but I can't see your camera when you go off. That's... Oh, I didn't know that was how it worked. Yeah, I yeah. think it's because I had... I have yeah. the admin control of the uh, stream that, that we use. Yeah, so I see yeah. everyone's cameras. You, you saw before I go, I was like, what is, what am I hearing? And like, oh no. And I look back, it was my dad backing in. And, uh, I had a, my dryer went out and he was mm. bringing another one because he has a trailer and all that. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so can't get it hooked up because I don't have the proper thing or neither one of us are electricians and we don't want to wire it wrong. Yeah. Wire yeah, Wiring don't the pigtails for a dryer is simple, but you're better off letting an expert do it. Just yeah, so you don't nothing on the dryer. Nothing was color coded like the wires are like. So which one's the Ooh. ground? Oh, yeah. You don't want yeah. you don't want to fuck up with the 220. Yeah, that will that will cause some damage. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just back there. Yeah, yeah. I wish he would have called me or something. Let me know he was coming today. I didn't <laughs> know. Up. That's why I was like, up. "Are you kidding me?" Like that's why I, I can't. <laughs> I gotta go deal with this. No, no, it's not a problem, man. <laughs> I'm just glad I was. You were talking about how the weather's been crappy and things there. I was like, oh, no, did someone wreck in Willie's front yard or something like that? Uh, that's what I was worried about. Yeah, that's oh, no, what I was thinking. It's like, oh, about. did someone just crash through his mailbox or something? <laughs> no, no, here's what I'm happy about. The, the, the dryer back there, though, I can actually start drying some things. And it might warm it up back there. Because it's in the back room with the uh, the workspace. That's a really inefficient oh, nice. way to heat your workspace. But that is true. Well, you I'm already nice drying something anyway. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, it's so we were beneficial. we were kind of killing a little bit of time so that we would give you an opportunity if you had a news story you wanted to share to speak with folks. Uh, for your Xbox uh, uh, press, what was the first game? Because when you said it, I was blowing my nose and I didn't like the name and you only said it once. So what was uh, it again? Let me go back to the article was because it, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was Power World? Uh, no, it's as soon oh. as Saga Hellblade 2. That's right. Okay. Oh, oh, that one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about Power World, which I thought they did do a little something with the Xbox Direct. I thought so. At least I might have missed it, or it just might stuff. not have been in the notes oh, I put together. It's, not, it's not that big of a game. I've been looking at this game for a couple of years now, uh, since I saw the first trailer. I think might have been 2020, might have been 2019. I can't remember when I saw the first trailer. Somewhere around that time frame, and it looked, it looked, uh, the trailer looked pretty cool. Pokemon with guns, pretty much, and I mean the. Pokemon have guns like there's like a Snorlax yellow guy walking around with like a big old and I'm talking about actual yellow not 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 Mountain Dew yellow as, they carry as around Naki a Gatling gun as Naki puts in the chat room murder Pokemons yes murder Pokemon. uh, pretty much but it's also from the gameplay I finally saw of it that just got released this week um it looks more like a survival game with the pokemon that also do the fighting uh, i haven't seen any with the guns yet in the gameplay i saw i saw a little bit of i forget this youtuber's name i just saw that he was playing power world i was like oh it's actually there's a thing playable out i want his i don't remember his name that's my bad i didn't look it up but i also saw moist critical play some i'm like 
this looks a bit better. Okay. I don't like the survival bit of it, you know, where you're crafting and stuff. I just want to do go around this world with a story, Pokemon with guns, murder mons. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but now they put all this stuff. I was like, okay. I mean, I can kind of get behind that, but I can't get behind it for one reason. Why not? It's Xbox console exclusive. Oh, okay. Well, get an <laughs> Xbox. Problem solved. Yeah, I don't feel like it. Uh, yeah, I just love that. I was. I think it even said it was coming. I'm not sure. I think the first trailer said it was coming to all things. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still a pissed because I, I was champion. I was talking about this game. Well, it's on PC everybody. still, right, too? You talk to a guy who's never, ever had a good enough gaming Willie, PC to do it. Get a Steam Deck. You can get Steam Decks for cheap, too. I didn't win one from the Game Awards. Yeah, I didn't either. I wanted to, but I almost bought I one when I could get one. I almost bought a used one for 300 bucks, but decided not to because I don't have enough time to play games as it is. Well, let me just pull out that money out of my pocket right here. Shit, Willie. No, it's, just, it's just a sheets card. Willie, you, you got to start dancing again. You'll be able to make that money fast. I don't know. These legs don't move the way they used to. WillieCam.com. It's not a camera for his mm. Willie. It's a camera of Willie. Mm. Some surprises may happen. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's like, just, I'm like I'm going to do the Macarena or something. You don't know. He's going to uh -huh. do like the John Travolta, like well, weird shit. Dance, like the, the, yeah, oh, the Bat Suey. That's what it is. Sorry, he's got Bat Suey. Come bat on, Whatever. Get, just get your mind out of the gutter. Look, you expected I meant uh, Willie was going to be shaking his ass. Words all the podcast. All I know is I don't trust Willie with the camera and the word surprise and involved I'm sorry. with anything. No, Bachman. No, you don't get on Chris for saying something wrong when you said Fruitville Station earlier. It's Fruitvale Station. So don't you dare get on to Chris about that. Don't you dare. I'm Whatever. glad we've been holding grudges for 20 plus minutes here. Well. Oh, I noticed that. I was like, wait, is it Fruitville? Let me look this. I always thought it was Fruitvale. Let me look this up. Fruitvale, oh, Fruitvale, whatever. This. Kid gets shot. Hold on to this one. That's what I remember. <laughs> Thank you. Get one over on Willie. Always. Willie got you. Go play with your dryer. I mean, that's probably I what I can't he's make a get. sexual euphemism with that one. I'm sorry. I mean, you could try. There you go. Won't you dry your balls, Bachman, you mud butt bitch? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the winner. That's the winner. Why not? <laughs> and we're all losers. <laughs> so it, stepping back it? a sec, Willie, you could you could easily uh play this game like i said just get a cheap xbox or a cheap yeah. uh gaming pc or a cheap steam deck like the rg allies and stuff like that they're constantly on sale at gamestop and best buy and stuff like that now it seems like and the prices are creeping down oh i 100 agree with you there but my want to play this game is not enough to buy a whole extra ass console okay that's fair that, I mean, that, that I mean, that's just where i mean I mean, there might be something eventually. Like, I really would love to play Sunset Overdrive. I'm not I mean, I guess the thing is, it potentially opens the doors to some other exclusives. There are other exclusives on that oh, yeah. platform that you were interested in. And oh, arguably, from for, Howard? for your use case, looking at the PC side of the house is probably better than oh, yeah. looking at, say, an Xbox or something like that. Because I think that would open more doors for you. That's all. Does Does... Is there anything exclusive to Xbox that's not on PC? 
probably, but I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know if all of the Xbox console games have come to PC. I think most have, but I'm not sure about all. Do, are all the Xbox Gold, pa- whatever the, the Game Pass, Game Pass, that's it. Yeah. Are all those available also on PC? No, there's a separate. Oh, if, you, if you don't have Game true. Pass Ultimate, which has both of them, then there's a Game Pass for Xbox and a Game Pass for PC. A right, Game Pass so for PC doesn't have those on each yes. of them. Okay. Yes. That was just my question. I thought there was a problem with any. I'm not saying that's a negative for either side. Just curious because I've never seen it, never been a part of it. Just curious. So, just for curiosity's sake, let me pull up. There's the PC Game Pass library, I think, mm-hmm. assuming it loads. That wasn't the library shit. Uh, <laughs> this is just the splash screen for. Oh, there we go. Explore the catalog. There's de- they have all a bunch of PC games that are under the PC Game Pass banner. But Jesus Christ, some of this stuff interesting. Oh, some of it's using the Xbox app. But for instance, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is now under PC Game Pass also, which I had no idea. But Pal World, the preview of it right now is on PC Game Pass. Hmm. Oh, all oh, the previews. Oh, that's. that's yeah, Wait, so you can play so, the preview. So Microsoft is having a Steam Greenlight type thing now? <laughs> it would appear that okay. way. Sure. I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, I'm just surprised. That's all. Like, didn't think that was going to happen. Never even thought it was a possibility. Never even thought about it. But yeah, that's right. cool. A lot of those games, you give people a taste. They're much more likely to buy them. Yeah, I was interested in this game, but I mean, I'm not that interested to buy a whole other ass console, well, so, especially for something that's kind of ripping off Nintendo. So, Willie, here... My cursor is specifically oh, over this point. You don't necessarily <laughs> have to buy a new system to do it. You could get PC Game Pass for, say, two months or something like that, and you could play it via the cloud on your laptop. Play, pair a controller with your laptop and play via the cloud. Yeah, it means I have to go out and buy a mouse because I don't have a mouse. No, 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 you just... don't have to oh, buy I can a mouse. use a little trackpad play this no, game? You, you didn't listen to me. Pair oh, your sorry. controller. You can oh. pair a controller via Bluetooth or connect via USB oh. to your PC and then use that to be able to play if you want. I know you could do it. I don't know how, but I know you can. Yeah, so that was my <laughs> point was that you can use a controller to cloud play the game if you want as well. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the PC specific game pass, it appears. 23 pages worth of content. I'm not going to scroll through all 23 pages of it. I, I would tell you not to in the first place. As V points out, Willie didn't listen to Chris. Imagine. Shocker. <laughs> who the fuck is, who the Shock. fuck does Chris think he is? Think he's, I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck he, oh yeah, you're the host of the podcast. Yeah, yeah the host and the producer. I'll start listening, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't have to start listening. It's just entertaining. It's like you started your rant and I'm like, dude, I said it twice already. <laughs> And all he heard was, I don't have a mouse. I, ju- I, I just I just no, I just want to do the bit of the mouse. Like, I don't got a mouse either. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know you. Let go of my purse. What am I going to do if I ain't got some mouse? I got a cat to get rid of the mice, and now they're all gone, and I ain't got one to play a game. Hey, you can play Anthem on PC with PC Game Pass too. <laughs> Oh, sorry. This is the point of the show where I tell Chris to shut the fuck up. You can't play Anthem. You shut the fuck up too, Mr. Anthem. I love Mr. Anthem, Anthem Bachman. I wonder if they're still in their Christmas mode. I haven't logged into it for like two years at this point in time. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I logged in. 
I I wonder if it's one of the ones if I I wonder if I could fire it up on the PlayStation Five. Yeah, it should be backwards compatible. Uh, yeah, there's only a handful of games that are not you know cross gen compatible. Yeah. So Willie, That's thank you for them. thank you for sharing your news on the murder How? Pokemon. Cool. I do appreciate it. It does. I'll Get check it. it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. it'll be on Xbox too, so I don't you have can to worry see about it for me. Murdermon. Okay. I'll just yeah, stream it on much. Twitch and you can watch it if you want. I don't care. And building of some things from what I've seen. I don't know what you build, but it looks it looks fun and entertaining. And I've been championing it for so long. And just now, this week, finding out, oh, yeah, you ain't going to get to play it. Mm. <laughs> Real quick, before we start shifting to the next segment, I didn't realize this game had come out. But if you like Metroidvanias, the uh, Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown just came out. Supposedly oh, yeah. pretty good if you like a Metroidvania. And evidently, they have a new mechanic for being able to map things out versus you know drawing your own map on paper like most metroidvanias Wait, to remember is this or something specifically like a 2d metroidvania two and like a half a d flat? is what it's described oh, as well, in this yeah. article yeah. So you only move left and right up and yeah. down all right just want to make sure because i mean there are like i mean metroid prime is a metroidvania i would say that's true so i guess what they've done there is there's a solution in here for mapping issues they have uh, a point in the game where you can take screenshots and it pins that screenshot on your map for later viewing so like went into a room and say it had like an extended spike pit you couldn't jump over you could screenshot in game and it would apply that picture to the map so that you could go back in your map and see that however this uses an ability called a memory shard of which you have a finite amount in game so you can't just put screenshots across your entire map it sounds like it's a metroidvania man you can't have everything you always got to do backtracking and try and remember where shit was yeah go check it out for yourself if you like metroidvanias I almost bought it because I had $10 of expiring uh, Best Buy points money that I needed to use. And I just didn't buy it because I didn't have time to play the games. Well, I have questions. Let's go back. So people have been playing Metroidvanias for years without these shards within you know, a finite yes. uh, amount in the game. Why do we need them? Like, what? Why you make it such a big? Not you, the the the. the you because know, the, the, in general, for these Metroidvanias, you get a basic map, and the map doesn't really show you what was there. This is a way so that instead of me taking out a notebook or a notepad app on my PC to be like, okay, this room here had the spike pit I couldn't jump to come back to. You can literally just memory shard it in the. Uh, have the fun. Okay. Not everyone likes to play it that way. Some people find that grating. Excuse me, grating. Well, I mean, play cautiously. Don't just like, run, like I'm just going to run and jump across this pit. Oh, I don't know Look, what's on the other it's side. It's a cool, it's a like, neat new game mechanic. I thought it was worthy of discussion at the very least. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not trying to go. I'm just like, at one point, I was like, okay, that's a little weird, but sure, have it. I just always think it's weird when they add a mechanic like that and then limit it. It's like just yeah, that's the that's the point that got screenshots. Me. Well, yeah. it could also be a limit to how the map works. Is say someone puts a hundred screenshots on that yeah. map, is your map still going to be openable from say a Switch versus an Xbox or a PlayStation or something like that? When you're doing, like I have a play. mental image. There, there could be there could be technical limitations as to why they don't let you make a bajillion screenshots and put it on the map. But I want a bajillion screenshots. Well, I mean, in theory, if you're you're playing on the Switch or actually any of the consoles now, they all let you take screenshots. You could just screenshot via the native tools and have it that way. I will make my own game. It's going to be called Ratchet and Anthem. So it's Ratchet and Clank in the Anthem world? Yeah. 
I'm gonna put a Lombax. I'm gonna put a Lombax in a javelin and give him a giant wrench. Why don't we just make a good Iron Man video game and call it a day? So you're gonna kill off the Ratchet and Clank series by matching up with Anthem. Thank you. You're welcome. Willie. Nothing nothing can kill the Lombax. He's very excited. Well, he's not even the last Lombax anymore. No, now there can be more. He's got a girlfriend. Do they actually get together or something? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. The new one's the only one I haven't played yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, haven't played played yet. Yet. I know there's another one. <laughs> got it. And it started playing it. It's pretty fun. But, so I, but the Oracle said I was the one. All those games are. Like in Insomnia, the Insomniac Studios just kicks ass. They're so good. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. That said, it is time for us to start wrapping things up. As we wrap things up, we have a final segment, a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you fine folks watching live or listening later just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into because, hey, you may want to go check them out yourselves. And I am not going to go first because I left the things I wanted to showcase stacked over on the other side of the room. So I'm going to say, uh, Willie, why don't you kick things off for us? What you mean getting into? I'm so glad. I think last week I forgot to mention what I'm into. Uh, I forgot to mention I watched JoJo's Rabbit for the first time. It was a mm. good movie. Good movie. I mean, and to bring it back to uh, your your uh, news of the week, Chris, who doesn't like dead Nazis? I love dead Nazis. The only good Nazis a dead Nazi, right? Oh, wait, was that a line from Inglorious Bastards? If not, it should have been. Might have been. What was the right. name of that movie, Willie? Uh, Jojo Rabbit, or is it Jojo's Rabbit? Oh, I'm jo sorry, Jojo uh, Rabbit. There's no S. Jo oh, it's Jojo Rabbit. Yep, no uh, possession. Jojo Rabbit. Damn it, Mojo Jojo Rabbit. There you go. There it is, Mojo Jojo. Oh, jo Jojo. Jo jo. <laughs> you see, I can make it better and fix it by making it a joke. I met that guy. Yeah. He was awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson was good in it. Um. Sam Rockwell knocked it out of the park. Sam Rockwell knocks everything out of the park, God to be fair. Damn yeah. it. He He's incredibly talented. Supremely talented. I still need to see Moon. You haven't seen Moon? Oh. Yeah. You know, the movie starring uh, the plethora of actors Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, you're right. Featuring Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the Sam it's Rockwell the slap movie. to the face. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, uh, it was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. It got a little weird at the end when, uh, like, I'm sorry, Takawatiti. I don't need you to tell me that war is bad. I already know that shit. Like, yeah, why are you trying to make me feel bad in a war? I know it's bad. Like, I don't need to be told it. But sure, whatever. They did put a little comedic elements in that scene, but it was it was should have been a little bit more comedic elements. That's all. That's my little taste for it. I also saw a movie this week. Saltburn, which apparently is on Amazon, mm -hmm. like it was is an Amazon original, right? Or they own it, it or something? I know it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's an original or not, but I know it's on Amazon Prime. I keep getting the pop up for it. So, uh, yeah. So enjoy the. Uh, let me see. How can I word this? The the uh, late night white dress scene, and also enjoy the bathtub scene. And really, supremely enjoyed the graveyard scene. Yeah, I forget. The, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's last name. Barry Keegan? Keogan? Oh, Barry Keegan. Kogan. 
Kogan. That's how you pronounce this. Kogan. Yeah, I, I think you don't oh. pronounce the E if I remember correctly. Okay, because I know he was also in uh, Eternals. It is, uh, it is an yeah. Amazon original. Yeah, Saltburn yeah, is an all, Amazon original. Yeah, it's the same guy who's in Eternals, who's like the cult leader guy. Well, he, he you know, he, he yeah, has that's his superpower. He can make people yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah, he lives a good life in the woods, apparently. But uh, yeah, why not yeah. in a van down good by the river? Saltburn is an experience. Make sure you're ready for a, a, a weird ride. Not a wild, a weird ride. Uh, it will take you off your uh, comfort zone. Oh, God, that bathtub scene. That really takes you, oh, oh, the slurping. Yeah, so I've also been going through uh, Lost Judgment as well, uh, trying to beat it before the end of the week because what comes out at the end of the week, guys? A game. Weekend. Yes, you're right. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth will finally release my very first Yakuza game mainline series that I've been a fan of on record. That's so. I wonder what my news next week's gonna be about. Uh, how much he loves the game Murdermon or Murder Pokemon? No, no, actually, it's going to be about the. It's going to be about the Steam Deck he bought to be playing the murder Pokemon game. These are fresh wounds that you just love putting the salt burn into. Let's bring it all together. Sorry, Willie. Had to be done. Mm -hmm. No, it didn't. It was uncalled for. <laughs> Says who? Listen here, you troglodyte. Yeah, I'm bringing out the big words. That sounded derogatory, didn't it? That's on purpose. But other than that, that's all I've really been getting into, except for going to Joanne's a lot this week. For all that yarn in that bag. Yeah, if you were here on pre-show, you saw all that yarn. Willie's got a lot of yarn. It's a whole bag, a tote of yarn. A tote. Bag it's totes yarn. his yarn. Totes his. Totesly. Totesly his. All right, so I'm going to go next then. My list is relatively short. I am almost done watching Tacoma FD on Netflix. I still find it to be quite funny. Uh, when you get to season four, one of the characters um, vanishes because uh, the guy who plays the character of Andy Maiwani is also in Loki season one and two and was upgraded to a regular in season two. <laughs> so there's this whole bit in the very first episode of season four of Tacoma FD about, uh, well, where'd Andy go? Well, he picked up a carpet job with his uncle. He just he really likes all these low. He likes it because it's really low key. Like, oh, yeah, I'd like a low key job, too, and stuff like that. So, nice. yeah, they, they made a nice little reference to the fact he went to go and work on the loki movie i thought Sorry, that I was fun up. oh it's that guy oh yeah <laughs> yeah he has a distinctive look yes uh the other thing do you guys remember the show at midnight that was on comedy central for a long time mm -hmm. had been hosted by chris hardwick points points yes did you know they brought it back mm -hmm. Wait, what this was week at midnight Oh, yeah. that's right. This week was the, was the premiere of After Midnight that is on CBS at 1235 a.m., which is basically at midnight, hosted by Taylor Tomlinson in an hour long. Do Taylor Tomlinson's a comedian you may have seen with multiple Netflix specials. All right, Taylor, let me look this up. I she's legitimately a hilarious comedian. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, she's funny. And yeah. I think she, as she's getting more comfortable in the first three episodes I've seen, you're getting to see more of that humor. Um, 
I really I enjoyed it. There, but I don't know from I f- what. I forgot how much I enjoyed At Midnight. My main concern is, well, I have two concerns, really. One, it's an hour-long show, which seems like a bit much for an At Midnight kind of thing, which really is about 42 minutes when you factor in commercials and stuff like that. And two, it CBS tends to skew older demographically. I'm not sure how a game show based off internet memes and internet culture is going to work with CBS's older population. Now, that being said, I think their intent is to try and market it online and through streaming and things like that to get younger eyes on it. Like they put the first two or three episodes up for free on their YouTube channel to get people interested in checking it out. If you like that midnight promotion, it's pretty much at midnight, but with some new segments and a little bit longer. It's pretty much at midnight just afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so sorry. I and without a problematic host at this point in time, too, because oh, near the end problematic? there. He was at that point in time, and he's kind of vanished from public view as far as I can tell, so I don't really know what is what, going what on. What do you get for just being it's, a dick? It's easy to do. It's, it's easy to do when you marry a billionaires. Also true. <laughs> also true. Oh, bring it back to Saltburn. There you go. Watch the movie yeah, to figure out what that means. Yeah, because the the old host of uh, Before Midnight or At Midnight, I think, yeah, actually lives in a castle now in America. So yeah, it really is like salt burn level of real of fucking rich I, shit. I mean, if you had that choice, I'd choose it. I can't. I can't say. I mean, look, I'm yeah, just saying. If you enjoyed At Midnight, After Midnight is very much the same thing with a lot of the same segments, and then they added some more, which the most recent one was they did something off of a TikTok video they had. And then they did this whole 10 minute long bit on you now have to pitch a movie and it was okay. Now you need to tell us what the big emotional monologue is that would be in this movie. What's the subtitle for the movie. And it was kind of this whole movie pitch thing they did was pretty funny. But at the same, and what I liked about at midnight, which I think I'm going to like about after midnight is introduced me to a lot of comedians I hadn't heard of before. And so like yeah. the first three episodes, like I've, there's always been at least one or two comedians that I've known that have been on the cast. They've only done three episodes. Then it's one or two comedians I've not heard of. And then I hear how funny they are. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I need to go check out their other projects, be it stand up specials or their podcasts and stuff like that. So it's a really cool way to introduce yourself to other comedians that are out there and to learn about them. Like that part of what I loved about at midnight, like I didn't know who Ron Funches was until he was on at midnight. Oh, wow. Wait, you you didn't know Ron Funches, Funches till at yeah. midnight? Yeah. The Ron man Fun- with the golden laugh. Yeah. That was my introduction to Ron Funches was at nice. midnight. And then I was like, Oh my I God, I got to consume. I got to consume as much Ron Funches content as I can because the dude's hilarious. And I think that is where something like at midnight and now after midnight is cool is that it puts a whole bunch of new comedians in front of people that may or may not have heard of them before and gives them a chance to learn about the kind of jokes they tell and stuff like that. And I find it, I find it delightful. I don't know if we're going to have it for long term, just because I mean, it's better than the James Corden show that was on there before, but it's not pulling in the ratings that James Corden show was. So who knows? Yeah, that was the first thing I was interested in is to see who the comedians listed in the first three episodes are. And yeah, the fact that episode one is Whitney Cummings, Aparna Nancharla, and Kurt Braunohler, like that's that's funny. Like I know yeah. that that show is going to be funny with those three comedians. And then Paul F. Tompkins was in episode two. And Paul yep. F. Tompkins is absolutely hilarious. He's delightful. Awesome. Yes. It has been absolutely delightful. The only thing that felt a little awkward was in episode three, they had a Max Greenfield in there who uh, Schmidt from New Girl is who you might know him as. He oh, al- he's yeah. also in a CBS show called Neighbors, so like they kind of cross promoted there. Based on but the movie? I, 
No, I don't think it is. Okay. Or the neighborhood, excuse me. Oh. The thing I learned there is Max Greenfeld's a funny person, but it seems more like Max Greenfeld's a funny person performing what a writer gives for him versus when you put him on stage with two comedians. Mm. And I don't mean this to sound disparaging because he could be a funny dude. You're just getting outclassed by people who are professional at being funny. And like he got eliminated at the end and he's like, oh, thank God, and tried to run off stage. Like, no, 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 you can't leave yet. Because I think well, yeah. he was starting to see the fact that like he's a funny guy. But these people are much better at coming up with a joke off the top of their head and like and things like that, because that is their job. Yeah. A funny actor, uh, a funny comedic actor is not the same skill set as someone with a microphone on stage being heckled that right. can attack back to the crowd and has that quick fucking just you know, has that brain where they yeah. can just fire back instantly. That's a skill. It is a hell of a skill. Yeah. So I, I wasn't trying to be disparaging there. It's just, I think that you kind of run into a point there where I, it's obviously why they wanted them on. There was to cross promote an upcoming show that's going to be coming on for its whatever season it is, but it's a funny dude who got outclassed by comedians because that's their job versus an actor who can be funny, but isn't always having to be funny. That's not a the bad real- thing. It just was noticeable. The real question is CBS going to have Doug Benson on after midnight. And is he going to be the undisputed champion again? I don't know. And that's what's (laughs) going to be very interesting is to see who comes back and to see how many of those comedians from at midnight. And I hesitate to use this term. I'm going to use it are too big for after midnight now, because remember some of these folks Uh, that were on at midnight, this was, this is my chance to get eyes on me and to get exposure and do other things. And now a lot of those guys have done that. So is after midnight a drawback for them to want to be able to do it? Yeah. I don't know. And at the same time, maybe they look at it as like, now nah, I don't know if I should be coming back to this because I want to make sure that other young comedians or lesser known comedians yeah. get this chance to be exposed to a nationwide audience where people learn about the stuff that they do and go and check them out. I honestly have now, no idea. Now, was he, was Doug Benson only on there because he was friends with, and I'm saying the name wrong on purpose for funny, Chadwick Bozeman? <laughs> That that's don't the use wrong Chadwick's name. name. That's the wrong name to use. Oh, we can make fun of uh uh, uh fucking uh cucumber bender snatch's name all the damn time. All but... you had to say was Chris Softwick. It's right oh, there. Yeah, it's it's so easy. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah. A good one. And not right, disparage right. an amazing actor that died of cancer, man. Damn. I don't I know if he was only on there because he was true. friends with that comedian or also because Doug's really fucking fast and funny and good on camera. And he actually was great at winning the show. So I hope they'll bring him back just because, yeah, like, didn't he do like 80 episodes of At Midnight? Like he was on more than like 10 times more than anybody else. Like it was ridiculous how often he was on that damn show. Wait, but it's because he's good at it. This now is on CBS. Yeah, it was on Comedy Central, but After Midnight mm. is on CBS now. No, it's on Paramount Plus, but you have to have the, you have to have the Showtime subscription to get it. Evidently, is what someone was telling me in the Discord, Ugh. which seems really weird. But they so have put that said, they put the first three episodes up on their YouTube channel so far. So it goes out free on TV, like it just goes on the airway for free. Yes, but to see it, you have to have a Showtime subscription on top of your paramount plus oh my god why or or just record it on your dvr listen pirate all the shit you want if this is how they're going to do the shit no don't pirate stuff no fuck them fuck them you have to go through so many hoops just to watch one goddamn show 
fuck? Or you what, could just what? turn on your TV. Or just well, not also, watch it. Let it die. Send right, a message. So, no, this. this is a good show. Don't let it die. And I think it, it should do all right there because Stephen Colbert and his production company are the producers for this show that directly follows Colbert's late night show. So hopefully that right. means that if the numbers aren't quite where they want because they're trying to get a younger demographic, Your they're going to factor into other things. Will be the company's downfall. It's going to be all companies' downfall with these streaming services. Good. We've seen let it already. Them die. Yeah, I think we're about to get to that point where a bunch of streaming services die off because people are like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore." Did so we go to streaming to get rid of the fucking subscription? Or the, 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 like you know, the fucking buying all this shit. All these yes, and then and then as soon as they hooked everyone, they changed the model back to that. So now everyone's going to leave again. Yeah, like learn your lesson, old man. Willie, all of this has happened before. All of this will happen again. Yeah. To quote just, uh, Ron I, Moore's I Battlestar Galactica. I don't get I don't understand it. it. It's it blows my brain. Like, how does this make them money? How are people such sheep that it they doesn't fall that's for the all thing. the time? It, they're making a dumb decision to try and squeeze money out of people, and they're going to see that it doesn't work. For every one person that does decide, okay, I want to watch this show, so I'm gonna to upgrade to have the showtime subscription. There's probably 10 or more that are like, fuck you, and don't do it. Just saying. Oh, I'm too angry for jokes now. All right. One last thing that I've been getting into. I had some uh, a mail call this week for some stuff that I had pre-ordered and I forgot about. What I got uh, three new figures for my wall from the Spider-Man and Nome Home Marvel Legends series. We have first hey, the friendly that looks like a 40-year-old. This is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man one Tobey Maguire in his suit from the end nice. of the movie. Uh, is the mask like hard or is it like cloth like it goes over the head or is it replace it? It's a replacement that you can pop uh, the head off and put the Spider-Man head on. Okay, I was curious about that. That'd be cool. Then, and I don't know why they did the packaging differently. The amazing Spider-Man, Toby, not Toby Wire, Andrew Garfield one with the same suit we saw in the movie, but not branded as Spider-Man No Way Home, branded as the Amazing Spider-Man 2 for some reason. What the hmm. fuck? Don't know why. And then finally, because it had to be done. The uh, Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man, but not with all of the big suits that we saw. The one we saw at the very end of the movie, his blue and red standard suit. Nice. But, so, so Tobey Maguire and, and Holland it, 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 are in the same packaging, but Garfield gets the weird shit. Yeah, I don't understand why. why. I don't know. I don't know. That's, it's kind of fitting because, yeah, the amazing Spider-Man got all the weird shit. He got the Paul lizard Giamatti movie. and Rhino? Yeah, awesome shit. Yeah, still weird. No. You you want to get Russian his... gangster Paul Giamatti in a mech suit? Yeah, looked <laughs> awesome. It's great. Good. If Rhino. you want to get it, Good if you want to get into some weird shit, go and see uh, what they screwed up with the Spider Woman movie about the Spider Man appearances they wanted to do and then realized they couldn't do. Good God, it's mess. <laughs> There's gonna be a Spider Woman movie. Are you talking they, about yeah? The they've already Web showed movie? previews for it and Madam Web. Yeah, that's what my bad. Madam Web, whatever the fuck okay, it is. Okay, that's looks why like I was poop. getting confused. Like Spider Woman. Yeah, but Spider Woman's in it. And that's what confused that me. I don't. Drew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. They were originally going to have one Spider Man in it. Then they were going to have another one. Then they realized nothing worked with the timeline. So all the stuff they plotted out to have that Spider Man appearance, they yanked out of the movie. The, yeah. So instead of figuring it the fuck out, they just said, we're just ripping it out. 
It, it had something to do with the time in which that movie was set. Once they then picked their Spider-Man, they realized that wouldn't work based off the timeline that had been established. They then had to yank all the stuff out that they were going to do with Spider-Man. Look, do we really think the Madam Web movie is going to do any good? Not at all. I saw the trailer. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck this is about. Yeah, it looks like the only Madam Web I know is great haired and had a weird single a singlet that goes all the way down and, like and hold on thing. before anyone tries to make some argument chris is being sexist towards madam web no it's just that most of I sony's know. spider-man movies aside from what they've done recently with marvel have been trash and all of their spin-offs using spider-man characters without spider-man tend to be shit that's more of my point yeah it venom has nothing to do too. with the gender of the characters hey hey don't forget it's morbin time oh, god I can't believe that that meme happened and they it. thought it was a good idea to put the movie back out. Did either of you guys watch yeah. it? No. You didn't? What? Bob, the did Morbius movie? It? Yeah. Of course I watched it. Wait, you did? Of course I watched it. Yeah! Yeah! It was a Spider-Man yeah! villain movie. Bones. doesn't matter if it's trash. I'll still watch it. I'm going to watch Craven. It's so going to be trash. Saw, did you I'm see all watch? the twists happening 20 minutes before it happened? Are you oh, kidding that's me? The bad guy, right? Yeah, of course. Duh. I could have wrote the entire story after like the opening sequence. And you know how <laughs> I feel about these jokes? I could have farted out a better fucking script than that shit. The yeah. man who doesn't like fart jokes is now making a fart reference here. There you go. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm making a fart joke, making a fart reference. Interesting. That's the that's the that's the that's the line, the fine line. Interesting. And I guess the last thing I've been getting into is I am almost fully caught up with all of my professional wrestling for this week. I have like an hour of collision to watch this afternoon because I didn't get it all watched this morning. Pro wrestling content is fun and I'm very excited. And this will only matter to Bakun and maybe a select handful of our viewers here that they are bringing back the rankings in AEW with 2024. Nice. Meaning it used to be if you wanted to be the number one contender for the title you had to have the best record in the company at that point in time to get it and oh, then yeah, they, they stopped do the doing their shit yeah they yeah. stopped doing the record stuff oh, now man. they're bringing it back started in 2024 starting i think next week yeah because because i want to think because yeah they were doing it and then they restarted it over the year so it was like ranking started in like 2019 or 2020 whatever and then it was weird because when january rolled around they would say like this wrestler went you know 32 and four last year and their record is now zero and zero for 2020 and it was yeah it was it was kind of cool to have that on the ticker and the fact that like they were actually keeping track of the actual wins and losses because yeah it was it was something to where like oh you couldn't just show up and say hey i'm popular i'm going after the title it's like no bitch you gotta go win a win a couple matches like i, I kind of like that tony khan did that no no you gotta go win a couple of matches yes yeah, exactly I'm sorry, you had to have someone behind the script write it in for you. I don't get these numbers. Not someone, yeah, Tony Khan. Idea, There's but... only one someone, Tony Khan. One guy. He writes it all. I mean, it's not Which bad, is why their stories is... work and WWE's don't. They don't always work. Let's be fair here. It's all... I mean... I'll take a Tony Khan script over a Vince McMahon writer's room any day. Yeah, well, luckily Vince is no longer there. Storylines, I mean, like, who wins? These numbers are arbitrary. They don't matter. They're the points in at midnight. They don't. Well, I guess they're those minutes. The points in whose <laughs> line is it anyway? They don't fucking matter. Actually, the Who points cares? in at midnight don't really matter anyways. Oh well, yeah, they're pretty you. arbitrary. But that's oh, not like, right there. Years that's what I've. That's what I've been getting into. I'm going to head off this rant on professional wrestling records, and I'm going to toss things over to Bachman to let us know what he's been getting into. 
Uh, see, I finished up uh, painting my uh, Felgor Ravager for the monthly mini of the month, which now our local games workshop store here in Boise has started a new thing where each month there's going to be a painting contest. So I finished that guy and I can't show it to you because it is in a glass case down at the store. And I think voting starts today or tomorrow. Is it on and, your Instagram? Like, uh, yeah. Take a picture of it? I'll get it no, for you. <laughs> I did take a picture. Yeah, I got it. I think it's. I think it might be the last thing I posted. Yeah, there's pictures and a video of it on my Instagram. But yeah, so I finished the painting of it, finished the base. I'm pretty happy with it. I've never painted that type of character before, and it's basically a, a minotaur with a, a last pistol. So kind of cool looking. And uh, when I took mine in yesterday, there were two others in the case. So yeah, not sure when. I've been checking the Facebook page for the Warhammer Storm Boise because that's the only like. Uh, social media they have they haven't uh, mentioned when the voting is going to start yet but it's supposed to go for a week there we go that's the guy so yeah so turn that in yesterday and yeah i'm pretty happy with it i don't blame you how, how's the competition look it looks good you've seen the other two uh i will say i i think i could with just the other two i could easily get first or second place Ooh, one of them i think has a pretty cool concept uh he basically did it like hellboy so his it basically looks like an angry cow he did it in all red and then put him a bunch of uh, above a bunch of skulls. Uh, the other one's not bad, but I think because the other guy did it in kind of a gray fur and then like a white beard, it just his minotaur looks old. And so, yeah, just I don't know. I, I think mine's definitely better than that one. An but elder yeah, tour. I, yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, and I'm I'm happy with it. And I was you know excited that I haven't you know this is the first time I've entered a contest, so. Win, lose, or draw, I have painted something to the point where I was willing to put it into a contest. So I'm pretty happy with how it turned out, and I'm excited to see how the voting goes. And probably tomorrow I'll be on my Facebook telling all my friends and family in Boise to get their asses down to that store and go vote for my guy. <laughs> because it, I mean, it's, it is still just you know, kind of a popularity contest. So I, I at least hope you know, my family and friends will go down and vote for mine. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And so now I'm kind of excited because now... I don't have a kill team match coming up. I don't have anything else planned currently in the future. So after we're done here, I can go like build my plague burst tank that my wife got me for Christmas. And I'm not on a timer anymore. Like, so, cause like nice. I had to get this thing done to play this game and I had to get this thing done to play this game. And then I had to get this thing done for the con. It's like, can I just sit and enjoy my painting and my building? Thank you. I would like some quiet time. Sorry. What did you think Warhammer 40k was all about? It ain't about having fun. Get the shit yes, out of here. Yes, it is. It's my no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got, and now I've got, like, I've got a kill team terrain that I've primed that can be painted. I've got kill team orcs put together that need to be primed. I've got uh, uh, Drukari that my buddy, he had primed his 10 for the last time we played kill team, but he'd only had a time to paint one or two of them. And so I actually had him leave one with me. So I'm going to paint one as Jukari for him just because I haven't painted that type of character yet. So I want to try it. And I, I think what I texted him yesterday, he said he still hasn't painted anything since we played. And so he hasn't had time to paint them either. So yeah, I've got all those. I got my tank to build. I got my plague Marines from Christmas to build. So I have a bunch of stuff to build. I have a bunch of stuff to paint. I have plenty of stuff to work on. And yeah, right now, Nothing is like on a clock, so it, it'll be a little more enjoyable this week. Though apparently, yeah, with the Warhammer store, uh, the kid that runs at Logan said each month now when they release the new figure, he's going to do this painting contest every month. Oh, so nice. I might be doing, 
I might be going, picking up a figure and having a week to build it and paint it and get it back to the store every month. But, you know, hey, if I get to paint a free figure every month and maybe win something, awesome. And plus, it gives me experience painting and building figures that I wouldn't necessarily go buy a set. Like, I'm not going to go buy the Felgor Ravager kill team, but painting that one Minotaur was really fun. Like, I, I enjoyed it, and it's not a character I would buy. So, uh, I, I like painting the free minis. They're awesome because also, I was thinking about, too, it's like, especially after this one, like, I kind of went really hard on this one. I, I solidly worked on this figure for, like, two weeks, which is ridiculous. Like, I watch these crazy-ass videos of people on YouTube and stuff, and, like, they're painting a mini in an hour. It's That's like, crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't do any... I, I don't get any one layer or one color done in an hour. Like, I yeah, I, I'm ridiculous the way I do it, but I layers man layers layers makes it look good but yeah so i had fun painting it i'm looking forward to doing more and then yeah i you know hopefully by next week i will well i guess yeah the contest runs until the 27th so next saturday is when voting ends so by next episode i may know how i did i may not uh definitely by two episodes from now i will know for sure but yeah i've entered a painting contest and so i'm excited with what i turned in and you know fingers crossed it does well as long as i get you know a couple of votes at least then i won't be sad uh, other than that, yeah, I haven't had many. I think I've played like two matches at Dead by Daylight all week. I have not played much. Uh, haven't had really any time for video games between that and just lots of OT at work. And so, yeah, I got a great paycheck coming up, but that's most of what I've done this week. And Been so, there. yeah, we got through, yeah, like I said, I think uh, the first two, maybe three episodes of season two of The Wheel of Time. Uh, I rewatched all of Invincible again just because I know that like my Amazon Prime is about to turn off for a while. And so I, I watched those four episodes for like the fifth time just because Invincible season two is fucking fantastic. And then, yeah, I finished uh, all of uh, Jack Reacher, uh, Reacher season two, uh, episode eight just came up, I think, last Friday. And damn, damn good show. Reacher season one was fun. Reacher season two was even better. And there's a, a nice like wrap up at the end of episode eight to where you get, you know, the end of the story and then everything that happened because of the end of the story and they did a really solid job it's like always that thing where like at the end of the movie you see something happy you're like oh well what happened to they really like nail down that and like go through each character and each family that was affected during the story in season two and they give you a, just a really really solid wrap-up and yeah i mean freaking alan richen like if he plays reacher for 10 seasons i will watch it um there's a huge rumor mill going on now that like people are talking like chalking up his name for him to be the guy who steps in for James Gunn to be the new Batman. And yeah, if you take his reacher and put a cowl on him, that's perfect. Like it works perfect. He's already played multiple superheroes and just, it's believable that this guy physically can basically destroy anybody you put him on screen with. Just he carry the way he carries himself as big as he's gotten himself. And just the way he moves on camera he makes it look good and realistic. And that's not something every, even every martial artist can do. People that are really good trained fighters can't always look great on camera. Alan Richardson looks great on camera, just physically clubbing people to death. And so, yeah, I really hope they actually get him in a bat suit because it will be awesome. Um, other than that, yeah, the only other thing I've had a little time for, I've done a little bit of reading. Um, wife got me my uh, birthday present. I got the Matthew Perry book, uh, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Um, not exactly fun reading, but I'm enjoying the book. It's you know it's a great book, but it's a guy that dealt with a whole lot of 
uh, addiction problems. And so, like, if you're interested in that, it's a fantastic story. Um, if you want something fun to read, I would not recommend it. Like, the guy went through some serious shit. And, like, at, like he basically almost died, I think, like, three times so far. And I'm not even halfway through the book. Like, this dude basically... I mean, he 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 killed himself with you know drugs and alcohol with his addiction. Like his he did massive damage to his body, but like when he wrote this, he was very clear about everything that he did, and it's it's good because like he's like, oh no, I did this to me, and this is what happened, and this is what I want people to see, so they can know that like you can fight addiction, you can work against it. Like it's not fun, but like it's possible. And so it is a really good book. And so I am enjoying it. And, you know, it's a hell of a birthday present. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to reading it. and It was not what I thought she was going to get me. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's really well written. And it's, 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 it's one of those books where like, you can tell like Matthew Perry wrote this, like this, this isn't some, you know, Hollywood ghostwriter and it kind of sounds like him. It's like, no, this is like, after watching you know 10 years of friends and all of his movies like this feels very much like hearing his thoughts and so it's yeah it's it's a good read it ain't fun but but it's good and it's very interesting and that's all i've been getting into well nice on that note then i guess we are about ready to start shutting things down a friendly reminder before we shut things down we do stream this show live every sunday at 11 a.m eastern at 10 a.m central over at www.gunnageek.com slash live please do not use the geeks.live url anymore as it is likely going away here in the short term uh one real quick uh cross promotion thing the official gunnageek.com show did return for 2024 just this week so stay tuned to the feeds that episode should be dropping soon we had a lot of fun with that for those that are unaware it is part of the gonna geek network just like we are there's a whole network of podcasts out there so please head on over to gunnageek.com check out all the other podcasts on the network and please go check out some of the other great content we have or head on over to the discord that's at gunnageek.com slash discord you can talk to us there and all of the other members of the gonna geek community there is in fact an individual channel for the atgn podcast there where you can chat specifically about podcast stuff and if you want to send us hate messages that's the place to do it because it's the most entertaining there just make sure you tag <laughs> at south porky willie likes to know about that. wait is that my name on discord i don't know it might be willie d nelson but i can't still, remember at south porky who cares do at no. south porky or at willie d nelson either way you'll find him it's like the bat signal in the sky i know i'm there we should make a willie signal no, we it's just gonna be a set of balls. No, no, no. It's gonna be Willie's face when he had the long beard. Just the silhouette. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Why are you gonna yeah, try and make trim mine down dirty? last week? Because I got like it's getting a little too long for my taste. If I can put it in my own mouth, it's a little weird. All right. Well, on that note, then before I shut this thing down, do you guys have any final parting thoughts for the people? Who am I kidding? It's always weird if you can put it in your own mouth. Do you have any final parting thoughts for the people? Oh, sorry. That was for me. Shit. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. <sighs> Evidently, there are no final thoughts for the people. So I will say thank you, everyone, for joining <laughs> us. Thank you for putting up with uh, some level of shenanigans that happens from time to time. <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.